Hey, Pastor John Aiken here. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Faith Center podcast. We hope today's teaching will awaken and equip you to live out your God-given purpose. Enjoy. We had a blast. You've heard me talk about Apostle Yurton and what he's done in Mexico. And over the last number of years, he's invited me to go. And I've had lots of amazing things. God has opened up a door for this church family um, you, we've entered into another man's labor to go and minister to our brothers and sisters in Mexico. It's a God thing. It's, it's, um, it's life-changing. Uh, Sarah and I have been, uh, we've taken Kelly and Yvonne with us before and, and, uh, and just have seen God do lots of stuff. And this, on this trip, um, we went, uh, I prayed and I felt like, you know, bringing these, these guys felt agreement too about going. And, and so I'm going to let them share some things from the trip, but it's not just about what happened on the trip. It's about what God is doing in them. And here's why it's important to know what God is doing in them. Cause you might be next. We're a family. What God does in one affects another. And so we're going to kind of tie some of this into us and what God is doing in us and stuff. And so I don't do we have a plan of who's going to go first, guys? There's a microphone right there. And make sure that green light's on. There's a button on the bottom. And uh, introduce yourself and, and start sharing. Hola. Buenos dias. Como esta? Uh, no comprende? No comprende? One momento. One momento. Praise God. <laughs> I did that because we all downloaded the Google Translator, and um, I'm telling you, it. It was a lifesaver. So if you think you can't communicate and you have a smartphone, that takes your excuse away. Because I had conversations with people with this. Because you could speak in it, and it would speak back Spanish, or you could speak back English. And it would, it was, we had a whole conversation with one of the pastors there. So um, I first want to thank the church. It was, it was a, uh, for me, it was a desire that God put down in my heart for a while. And when pastor asked me, um, you know, my, my, my first flesh wanted to say, yes, I'm going, but I said, I'm going to pray about it. And then we talked, I talked with my wife about it and I prayed about it. And, um, cause I just didn't want to go because I wanted to go. I wanted to go because the Lord wanted to send me. And so, um, and I felt like he had a real word for, for me, and I'll expand on that a little bit later. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of, I told these guys I wanted to go first because I want to kind of, I want to warm up the crowd like the, you know, like the warm-up band does for the main event. But, because <laughs> these guys knocked it out of the park. And so I'm, I'm going to tell a little bit of a funny story first, and it's going to tie into what I've uh, got towards the end. And... Uh, on our, it was an uneventful, mostly uneventful travel time down there and back. God was with us the whole time. And so 
uh, on the way back, we were, we were running late. We were sitting on the tarmac in Mexico City for a long time. We had to go back in and get our boarding passes at Delta, and it was, it was a little bit of chaos because we didn't know where we were going. We didn't have, so um, we get, finally get to Delta, and they said, no, you've missed your plane. They said, no, we've already boarded but we can get you on in a couple hours. And we were all like in agreement. Well, okay, a couple hours, ain't no big deal. You know, we'll, we'll wait on there. So as we're checking in and getting our boarding pass, the, the attendant said, I don't know if she was talking to the gate, uh, evidently having some communication. So she gave us our boarding pass. She says, if you guys run, you can make the plane. We're gonna hold it, but you got to run. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm 58 years old and I'm thinking, how far are we running? Like, if it's like right next door, fine. But if it's two miles, like I'm out, but I'll wait for the next plane. So, so these two jokers that are six foot three and legs, they're gone. I have no, I don't see them. They're gone. And to kind of build up to this, we, Brother Yurton asked us to build, bring some books back. And so we had, we bought a suitcase, but all the books wouldn't fit in the suitcase. So I had some room in my suitcase. So like a dummy, I bought, oh, I got room. Just put them in my suitcase. So I had this extra, I weighed it when I got home. It was 25 pounds on my back. So I'm wobbling through the airport. Danny was somewhat looking out for me, but I think just because he's slow too, he's short and slow. So I'm, I'm wobbling through trying to keep up. Oh, one momento, one momento. And they're gone. So I get to the gate. And so they're, they're like, you know, you're the last amigo. Yeah, I'm the last amigo. And they're checking. I'm throwing papers. I don't even know what I'm throwing at them. And then you got to check your bag. I'm checking the bag. And so we get going down, and it's just zigzag down, back and forth. And again, they're nowhere to be found. I see Danny at the very bottom we the down there. You were on the plane. I see Danny at the bottom looking up, and, and I start running down there. And the only thing to think about, when you see the documentaries in Africa about the animals and the lions always get the, the slow and the old at last, <laughs> that's the only thing that kept going through my mind. I'm going to be picked off first. I'm going to be picked off first. We get Finally, I get to the plane. <laughs> And I sat down, and I'm in front of them, and I'm, 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 I'm having a heart attack. And Danny reaches up and grabs my pulse. He said, nah, you're okay. <laughs> that was our only eventful thing. And I think it was only eventful for me. They didn't care. But um, So I've got, I've got, they told me I only had 10 minutes and five pictures. It's like, it ain't, ain't going to happen. I'm sorry, it ain't going to happen. So I've got about 20 pictures, but we're going to go through them fast. <laughs> and I'm going to try to stay really on time. So um, the, the orphanage blew my mind because I didn't know what to expect. And we'll go through them pretty quick. This is just the kid in there look at all the books library you can keep going cam they have virtual teaching 
this is they're putting a cover over their ball court because the sun I'm telling y'all the sun is intense up there they have a wood shop that just blew I'm a woodworker I blew my mind they build cabinets teach kids install them that's their cafeteria fellowship hall more or less keep going their chapel there they have a bakery where they bake cakes and sell them that's their medical facility really nice medical facility that's the dental part that they've all set up that we contributed to the supplies in that place that's their missionary building that they just built very nice facility will house 16 people nice facility that they rent the rooms for the missionaries less than the hotel but it helps them pay for the orphanage that's the top of the missionary room look at that view people that was just unbelievable and that's Marari she runs it that's lunchtime for the elementary that's your pastor acting goofy this is the family that hosted us basically this was our first luncheon that's all uh, in the front there he's the patriarch he is the pastor of the church we were at his wife Churro Chave which is Isabella yeah that and then that's a bunch of pastors back there um, the guy on the right that's kind of three down was the pastor um, prophet from Guatemala that was there okay Danny bravest man I know besides Cole jumped in the driver's seat and drove in Mexico a big van which is unbelievable I wouldn't have done it for 20 pesos and so <laughs> keep good it was funny because we were making fun of Danny your pastors at that's at the marriage conference at the first Friday night uh, I'm telling you he teaches there like he teaches here and even makes it more simple because there's a translation barrier there some and 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 the people just receive I'm I'm telling you they receive there's the church seats what LSA will say seats a thousand ish without COVID, without COVID. yeah second that's our second luncheon that's the whole family kids and all grandkids you'll see Altero at the end of the table he's the patriarch all his kids uh, Ricardo on the left by the kids he's the other pastor that has spun off and started his own church right on the Guatemala border uh, he's one of the sons just I'm, I'm telling you the family that's that was part of it and these guys will testify it too. the the love they have for not only the Lord but to each other and the commitment they have unbelievable unbelievable it makes me like I need to step my game up like this is I'm not even close to their level okay look at this little girl look at Cole isn't that precious that's the way all of them are I mean her expression they just love intensely okay one of the girls we prayed for and I mean we prayed for her and pastor can tell more about that and Danny's gonna tell more about the guy probably the guy because he made a connection with the guy on the left Andrew he was a godsend no question about it we didn't know him 
we, we had no idea, but Danny can probably say more about that. Okay, is that it? Okay. So, um, like I say, they, they love well. Joan and I were talking about that this morning, and with everything that's happened in our region, and I was in Mayfield all day yesterday, and you see the outpouring of, of love and, 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 you know, acts of what I call acts of spiritual kindness if you're a Christian. And, and you're, um, I was like, I was praying about this and was like, okay, how can I relate my Mexico? Lord, how can I relate that to all this devastation that I saw yesterday? How can I relate that? And he, he pointed me back to the scripture that um, I often go to, and it's, it's um, Galatians, and, and the pastor has read this several times, and it's, uh, it talks about reaping and sowing. If we reap in the flesh, we're going to sow in the flesh. If we reap in the, or if we sow in the spirit, we're going to reap in the spirit. I got the first one backwards. So, so it says, um, starting in verse nine, six nine. This is nine and ten. It says, "Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up." Therefore, as we have opportunity, and he spoke of opportunity this morning three or four times, and I'm telling you, we had opportunity in Mexico. They had opportunity to serve us. We had opportunity to serve them. We have opportunity to serve our community and our region right now. Huge opportunities. And so it says, therefore, as we have opportunities, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. And so it's the simple spiritual acts of kindness, the simple things that can go a long, long way. Those people in Mexico, for, for the most part, for our standards, they don't have much of anything, but they're willing to give everything. And to see that, see that commitment to the Lord and to each other, not just to us, but it's to each, each other too, to the family, to the, each family. It's, you can't describe it. I don't have enough words to describe that. So um, unbeknownst to these guys, they don't even know because I didn't tell them. And, and I wrestled a little bit about even saying something. But the Lord said, it's not you. Get out of the way. It's me. Um, you know, I volunteered to have the room and the baggage for all the books. Um, there was a reason reason I had room. When I when I went down there, I um, I wore my cowboy boots because easy in, easy off through the airports. Don't have the time. I get down there the first night, very first night, I'm wearing my cowboy boots and put that picture up, Cam. I did, I did not know this picture existed until this morning. I went through Danny's pictures because I was so busy yesterday and Danny I took this picture. When we got back to this, they brought us back to their office and stuff, 
Altero on the right, the pastor, commented on my boots. Nice boots. Of course, the, the um, prophet there from Guatemala, he could speak English, so he was interpreting some. So they're telling me this story that Alturo loved boots, um, Bense loved boots. So Alturo ordered two pair of boots online, got them, and they didn't fit him. So he gave them to Bensing, Bersing, because he's got littler feet. So I whipped my boot off, and I put it on the ground there, and you can see on the left side there, he put my boot on. And he, he's walking, he's like, yeah, good fit, good fit. So I said, okay. So I put him back on, and so I got his grandson, Alturo Jr., involved, and I stuck him in a bag, and Alturo Jr. stuck him in his desk, and I said, don't tell him. And so he, he messaged me about two days ago, and he thanked me for the booties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it translated, you know, like, like booty, like he would find a treasure booty. And I'm like, I don't understand that. But then I had him say, okay, it's booties, mean booty. But he was so thankful. And I thought, you know, Lord, I paid more for those boots than I've ever paid in my life for a pair of boots. But the Lord was wrestling with me earlier saying, just leave somebody the boots. And I didn't know. I mean, it just happened. We walked in the room, and he's like, nice boots. And then he tells me the story about he ordered two pair, and it wouldn't fit him, and he gave them away. I'm like, Lord said, there you go. And it's just look, and I'm not... I'm not saying this on my behalf. Please, please, please don't misunderstand me. But when the Lord gives you an opportunity, you have to act. Because it's a part of being obedient. And I've, I've told uh, some of the Lifeline guys when I go out there, obedient, that was a sacrifice for me, but obedience is better than sacrifice. And so that's my story. Thank you. I'm Cole. I'm Cole. And uh, I think I was deemed the rookie on the trip and was going to eat the craziest taco. I don't think I ate anything crazy, but I think I definitely ate the most tacos. Um, so I guess I'll start off with the story then too. Um, we talked a lot in in uh, in Mexico about you know the name of the conference was transformation. Um, it kind of led into dedication, and then um, talked a lot about uh, preparation was another word that I that I brought back. You know, preparation. So in the spirit of preparation, there was a little bitty teeny tiny detail that was left out about Mexico. They don't eat lunch until 3 o'clock. <laughs> and if you know me, that doesn't work. <laughs> and so that, that may be a minor detail to some, but that could have been a deal breaker for old Cole <laughs> had he known ahead of time. And so God was already at work before we ever left the States because he knew if I knew that, we'd have been, we'd have been having a different conversation today. Um, but no, that uh, definitely some shell shock there. The first day, I 
I told them I was closer to God than any of them on that first day because about 2.30 that afternoon, we're waiting on the lamb to come out and I was riding on the wings of an angel headed north and, and uh, it finally, food came out and we were good, but scary moment there for a minute. Uh, so I guess I'll burn through my pictures real fast then too. I don't have that many and I didn't. <laughs> go back to the first one real fast so I put that up there for this reason that boy wanted to play with my watch and until about a day ago it's been on military time and I couldn't figure out how to get it back but uh, <laughs> I, did, I just thought that was a cool little reminder from God every time I looked at my watch and it was 23 o'clock that <laughs> that uh, those I got to think about those guys in, in the orphanage so uh, that was pretty special there there's Lauren doing what well what Lauren did the whole time lead and pastor and and uh, just kind of kind of reach out to these kids that that took us in and they, he's handing out the to tell us die bracelets there he thought far enough ahead to, to take those and you got to do a little pasture in there at lunch, didn't you? At your end of the table, and um, so we were able to capture that. Go ahead. There we are. The there we are at the at the Maranatha Church in San Cristobal, and that's that's the family. That's Arturo and Arturo, uh, Arturo, Arturo, Alfredo, Abraham, Eliseo. That is a precious, precious, precious man of God. He picked us up at the airport. He dropped us off at the airport. He translated for all the crazy things that that we said, and then then Ruth and and Chave, um, and they're two of their three kids there. Um, so go ahead, but yeah, just what a precious family. There, <laughs> between services, we snuck up to the kids' room, and there's your pastor with with all the kids up there. That one kind of sums up the whole. The whole weekend there. Um, what's that? Yeah, he that boy came down to get saved, and and we were we were the ones that got to lay hands on him and thank God, and uh, we praise God for that. That's just one of many, but uh, that was nothing to do with us. Just God the whole time. So that's that. I think. Oh, okay. That's a duplicate. And there we are with, you can leave that one up if you want, or I don't know how that works online, but we got to come back and have lunch with Brother Yurton when we got back too, um, and kind of hear his heart about uh, Living Faith Ministries and got to ask him a bunch of questions, and, and uh, I think he just wanted some insight from us, never being there, and, and kind of maybe refreshing for him to kind of hear and see what some of the work was being done down there, so... Um, I'm going to read a verse real fast from 2 Timothy chapter 3 and uh, I'll start in verse 16. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it 
to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. And so while I fought all week with how do you even come close to doing justice to Mexico and to what we were experiencing there, um, prepare is what kept coming, coming back to me. Um, you know, from the time we got there to the time we left, the red carpet was rolled out. We didn't lift a finger. We didn't have to, we didn't have to worry about our hotels. We didn't have to worry about driving. We didn't have to worry. I worried about food, but we didn't have to worry about food. Um, <clears throat> the red carpet was rolled out. That's preparation. That's fantastic. But here's what I took from this. And this isn't even going to come close to doing these people justice. But more than the physical preparation of that trip, what is a testament to Mexico and to, to this church, to Brother Yurton in 52 years of living faith ministries and sowing into that country and other countries around the world was the preparation that they had in their hearts for us to be there. And in every, without the food, without the, the, the transportation, without all of it, they were still the same people because they were rooted in this. They were rooted in the word. They were rooted in Christ. Um, and so I thought, it, it, you know, that, that challenged me. It encouraged me, but it challenged me. Am, am, I, am I prepared for that? Am I prepared in the same way? Because I can tell you right now, if I told my wife, hey, we got guests coming over from Mexico. Oh, we do? <laughs> well, we got to get the house clean. And I'm the same way. Well, I need to cut the grass. I need to get the barn ready. Show them the shop. That's what we go to in preparation. Let's get the house ready. Does it look pretty? Is everything clean? And so my, my challenge is, is, are we ready here in our home for our guests, whoever that is? Because Pastor Yurton left us the other day with something that kind of hit me pretty hard at lunch, of course. And um, he said the biggest harvest isn't, isn't in here. It's not in these walls. But the harvest is outside of this church. And so how do we, how do we get that harvest? We get ready. We get ready right here. Um, so that's meant to encourage you. Not to, not to um, but it's made me look inward and it's made me, think deeper about preparation and, and who I am when people see and hear me um, outside of these walls. So. Very good. Well, Lord help me. Well, I'm Danny, for those of you that don't know me. Super spreader. Yeah, when we, Lauren was telling the story about our flight back, the lady said to run, and we all step up there, and uh, she's like, we got to get these paperwork real quick, so they had all, hand, I was the last one handing my paperwork, or the sec, it doesn't matter what order, but I was not the first, and uh, she's like, uh, she was checking the, the little paperwork, and she said, vaccine? I was like, no, no, no vaccine, she goes, 
I was like, oh, man, what's about to happen here? <laughs> I was like, it's about to get real right now. <laughs> and uh, she takes my passport, flips it over, and puts this sticker on it and hands me a piece of paper that I have to sign. So I sign off on it. She's like, go, go. So we take off running. You heard the whole story from Lauren. And I was thinking about that the whole way back. I was like, what did she put on my passport? And I look at it, and it's like this little red and white sticker. And to me, immediately, I was like, man, she put a biohazard sticker on my passport. <laughs> I looked at John. I said, I guess I'm the super spreader. They got me marked. <laughs> they got me marked. But uh, I knew I needed to wait for Lauren because I was the one with the sticker. So. <laughs> Yeah, there wasn't any hope for either one of us. So, but if I had to tell about something, I just feel like, for me, and this is just a, a truthful statement for me, is that I never really had it in my heart to do missions. Um, maybe locally, but I just never really like in the past leading up to this it, it just it hasn't I, I haven't felt like a need to take off to another country i'm always the kind of person felt like you know there's a lot of needs here you know i can't help here i've always just felt like my the i don't know you know we we know a little as we go and we grow as we go and um we know in part that's right and uh you know the opportunity came for this trip and it was really the first time I kind of felt a nudge from God, like, you know, this is this time. And I just let it go. I started to bury it. Um, and all the circumstances I had going on, I run a business. I had deadlines that were coming up. Uh, my oldest daughter's about to graduate, which I've already had one experience this year with getting stuck somewhere. And so that was in my head uh, with COVID and all that. And uh I was just building all these excuses. Uh, I don't know if it, it's an excuse looking at it now, but at the time when I was building it, it was just things that was, maybe there were roadblocks in my mind, just things that, that, that was just there. And I'll share a, a couple verses with you because God kind of, he gets me that way. Um, Hebrews 10.31 says that it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. And you know, when, when you're, a Christian, we're supposed we're called to live a life of faith, you know, and we may not know the next step that, that God has for us, but he does. And, uh, you know, it, it is really a, a fearful thing to just fully trust God with all the things I had building up in my mind, uh, deadlines, graduations, just the, the things that I was going to have to uh, walk away from to do this. And it was only a short amount of time. Uh, that we were gone, but it it still for me it was, you know, God's always calling us to do something impossible. <laughs> That's a good way to know that He's calling you, <laughs> if it's impossible in your mind. Amen. <laughs> um, so I'm sitting there doing my morning reading, uh, and uh, I'm reading and I'm thinking about this trip, and I was in Matthew uh, 10 and uh, verse. 37 is where he got me. He got me. Does God ever get y'all somewhere? <laughs> he got me. So uh, he pulled his trump card out, and that's uh, Matthew 10, 37. And I've heard this verse preached, maybe have even 
been through it in a life group, teaching it myself. But um, it says, this is Jesus speaking. He says, he who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves his son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. And uh, I was reading that that morning. It was just like a lightning bolt hit me. All these excuses added up to nothing. God was calling me to go for whatever reason. And after that, I called John. And he's like, you're going to Mexico. And I was like, before I even said anything, it's like God had already spoke to him about it. But, you know, for me to put myself in that position, you know, we got to answer to God someday. He's, and he was moving on me right here and, and uh I was just like, man, I just put a whole bunch of stuff in front of what he's called me to do. And uh, so for me, it was a fearful thing. And I knew that, um, you know, if God's who he says he is, he's going to work everything out. And uh, for the record, uh, I mean, all my needs were met while I was gone. My guys exceeded at work. Just everything that could have happened that was building up in my mind, God took care of all that. And I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for that. But I felt like that was really the something that I needed to share this morning because it's stepping out in faith is a fearful thing. You know, walking and doing what God has for you in your life is probably going to be some sort of an impossible call. And uh, things are going to build up in your life and maybe there's things that you can't leave for. But for me, nothing was good enough. You know, he just, he hit me right there. That just happened to be where I was reading. It was like the last day or two that I needed to decide and uh, so anyway, that's that's kind of uh, what got me started on this journey. And uh, what an amazing trip it was. It was exhausting. We didn't quit moving from 3 o'clock in the morning on Thursday when we left to go to Nashville till we got back uh, Monday night at 8.30. I mean, we was constantly on the move. And... Uh, I mean, the it was it was really a, a life changing experience. You know, there's uh, you guys seen a lot of these pictures uh, that Lauren and Cole took us through. I didn't really select pictures today, um, but man, we visited an orphanage the first day there that was incredible. And something else I want to bring up because um, they covered the trip pretty good. But I want to talk about you know. Missions, to me, all the stories that I've heard have always been different than what we experienced. Um, the missions that uh, I've always heard about, you know, they were, you know, going to a third world country, you know, building churches here, it, uh, really high service, uh, you know, maybe provide medical aid, all the different missions you hear people going on, drilling water wells. Um, you just go on and on with different mission trips that you hear people talk about. But for us, the opportunity here, uh, Dale Yurton did all that. <laughs> he did all that 50 years ago. And so where we're walking in into his labor, Dale's preparing to pass his, you know, what God's used him to build. He's preparing the table for the next generation, and that's where we're walking in here. And so we get down here, you see this. Uh, orphanage that they're showing you know and there's other ministries that support them other churches but look what God's doing giving these kids these homeless kids this beautiful 
place to go. Some of them have been there since they were kids. And it's like we're entering, like we're not on the ground floor entering here, and it's just it's just hard to understand with all the former expectations I've heard of other missions and all that, that that's not where we flew in here. Like this is a church that's grown to 900 churches. Like the, the group that Dale's responsible for that 900 plus church bodies that have grown, that have sprouted, that he has covering over in a, and it's just, I can't even begin to comprehend 50 years worth of work that we're walking into. And the need is great. The need is great there. And these, we, we get there. And so we're not coming in to dig the well. We're coming in to service it. You know, we're, we're coming in to, to, I don't even know how you, you, you pick up that torch. I mean, I don't, but it's the call that's, I believe is on our church family. Um, it's a wide open door and, uh, it's absolutely a, I mean, from one trip, I can't sit here and give you 50 years of perspective, but I can tell you that the, the, the need there for, for our church, you know, there's a need there for us to, to minister. And it isn't the only place we have labor of love here that, um, our church is starting to reach around the world in, in missions. And it's, it's amazing. Um, uh, Hazel's kids. Um, what else do we have? That, that we're tied into, but it's, um, you can see that growing, and uh, it was just a perspective for me that I really took home, was just the amazing amount of work, uh, it was just different than what I expected, and those people treated us, like Cole said, they treated us with more respect than we deserve, I mean, we didn't deserve to get treated like that, but um so we got there, went to the orphanage the first night. Uh, John had a, had taught a marriage, um, a, a marriage message. And uh, the there was a lot of couples there that night for it. And let me tell you, the, the prayer time afterwards when we prayed for people was absolutely phenomenal. And, and I'll be honest, I've been in a little bit of a dry period for a couple years in my life. It was the first time I got to lay hands on people and feel God moving through me in a long time. And uh, I just thank God for that, man. We've seen, uh, uh, you know, you go through, I guess for me, maybe that was the first dry period I've been through as a Christian uh, since I've been born again. But, uh, man, God really uh, did a work there, and it wasn't us. Like I said, I kind of, I didn't go there full. I kind of went there a little bit empty and, you know, it's a fearful thing to be in the hands of, of God, you know, to trust him through all that. But, man, we would start praying for people, and, and God just put it in my mind. Man, there's people just breaking down. And and as we would uh, pray for these couples, we'd stand them up and just face them back towards each other. And it was just, it was an amazing, amazing night to watch these people forgive each other in their marriages and start walking things out. Um, and that he would use us to to do it you know um the conference the second day was just as amazing we had uh the prayer times for me uh when we got to minister after john put his put the word out was just absolutely it was an honor to serve you there john and see and see um 
just how God used you to be there, you know, you definitely have a call to uh, to that place and to those people. And it was an honor to serve you there. Um, but anyway, uh, you're it. <laughs> I want to take just a couple, just a few minutes, not long, but I wanted to add something when um, God, when I was praying about going, I, I prayed to God, Lord, give me a connection there. Give me uh, some sort of personal connection with somebody in Mexico. And so um, as we were going along through the whole time we were there, um, you know, I saw I saw Cole make a huge connection with little Altero. He was 16 years old. He's the grandson of Altero Sr., and he spoke decent English. He was in, in class speaking English, and so they kind of throw him, threw him in like interpret because they want him to speak English. And him and Cole just hit it off. And matter of fact, the, the prophet prophesied over Cole about him and little Otero. Um, Danny, uh, the, the, the young man that you saw up there named Andrew, was a diamond in the, I don't know, it's gold in the, we just found a chunk of gold right there. He, I had noticed him, Danny I think had known, we all kind of noticed him because he was taller than everybody else. And, he just, we were praying that night, I think it was that night, wasn't it, Saturday night when he come up, started praying. He just jumped into action, jumped up in there and started praying and spoke very good English and interpreting for us with no fear, no fear at all. And some mighty things happened and Danny had a word for him and they made an instant connection. And so... I felt like I maybe, as I was having a conversation through Google Translator, had a connection with um, Ricardo, which was the pastor that was three hours away from there, one of the sons. But I don't know. And, and when I got back, I was praying about, Lord, you know, I saw, I witnessed all this. And, um, you know, what was the connection? And, and the Lord told me, he, I already gave it to you. I gave it to you, your pastor who got it from Rick Clendenin, who got it from, from Dale Yurton. And then we had lunch with Dale Yurton. And we're like, I'm like 52 years of that? Oh, that's a connection. That's not just my connection, that's your connection. And so if you ever feel that you you know, maybe you've never, this is the first for all three of us. We've never been on a mission trip. And I, I even kind of questioned like, Danny, is this a mission trip? My expectation of a mission trip was, was different. And Joan, my wife helped me out. She, she looked up mission and it's just to go, go. And we went and the Lord was with us. And that's your connection too. So I just wanted to make sure that you all hear that. So. Praise the Lord. Guys, if you would help get this cleared off, and then I got one more thing for you to do. Everybody, please stand to your feet. Thanks again for listening to the Faith Center podcast. 
To connect with us, go to faithcenter.tv and fill out our connection card. We pray blessings over you and your family. We'll see you next time. Thank you.